SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Number three of the morning after, right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. Hour number three, midway through your week on a Wednesday, means it is happy hour. In fact, hour number three, every day is happy hour. But here on a Wednesday, nonetheless, right here on Sports Grid. A great hour number three for you we get in the zone up next college basketball a marquee slate on a tuesday jam-packed full of great action and raucous environments and we get you set for the wednesday night slate as we're here seven days a week giving you the actionable insights and expert perspectives you need to win and here's more good news it's free so stay tuned and get the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network on Sportswood, and then we round out our number three with DMB, Drew Martin Betts, and his best bets for a Wednesday night of college basketball. First, we take a look around the NBA. As this is our West Coast wake-up, we welcome in our West Coast audience. And a big game up tonight in Los Angeles between the Lakers and the Blazers. I say a big game, but two teams that are struggling mightily right now. The Lakers have lost three straight. They have fallen three games below 500. The Blazers, 21-30 and 30 straight up. A disappointing season so far for Portland as well. They have been without Damian Lillard for a lot of the time, and C.J. McCollum now starting to make his way back into the lineup. But health has been a concern, and health certainly a concern right now for Los Angeles. A three-and-a-half point now, four-point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight against the Blazers at home at the Crypto.com Arena, the over-under, 222.5. I was saying health is certainly a concern for Los Angeles once again, as LeBron James will miss tonight's game against the Blazers. He has missed the last three games for the Lakers, and he might miss some more time for Los Angeles moving forward, dealing with that knee soreness, knee injury, as they look to monitor that situation now moving forward for the Lakers. So a three and a half point spread in favor of Los Angeles at home tonight with an over under at 222 and a half. This is the first time in now four games the Lakers have been favored because the three previous games without LeBron, the Lakers have been a dog in all three of those games, all three losses, just one and two against the number as well. But favored tonight against Portland because of how much the Blazers are struggling as well. Big similarities between these teams in terms of covering numbers in NBA games this year. The Lakers are 24 and 27, but 21 and 30 against the spread overall. The Portland Trailblazers 21 and 30 straight up, but 21 and 30 against the spread overall as well. So both the Lakers and the Blazers, both 21 and 30 ATS, the same cover percentage so far this year in the NBA, tied for the third worst ATS mark in all of the association. You see that total of 222 and a half. The Lakers have gone over in two straight and in four 
of their last six. Also, both Portland and Los Angeles, as the similarities continue on, are not covering against the spread by an average margin of the same exact average margin of three points per game. So that is where things stand for Crypto.com Arena tonight between the Lakers and the Blazers. Los Angeles, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. But we can take a bigger picture view, and we will do that here in just a moment. But first, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience. Thank you for getting in the mix on this Wednesday here on TMA. Sirius XM Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens, and this is our West Coast Wake Up. Welcoming in our West Coast audience, getting you caught up to speed with what you need to know in the NBA tonight, because out in the City of Angels, the site of Super Bowl 56, the Lakers will play some basketball against the Portland Trailblazers at home inside Crypto.com Arena. Again, the Lakers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite currently, the over-under 222-and-a-half. No LeBron for L.A. To tonight. He has missed the last three games, three straight losses for the Lakers, and they are one and two against the spread, all three booked as an underdog, a favorite of three-and-a-half points tonight. Sham Sharania of The Athletic and Stadium reporting that LeBron James will miss tonight's game, and... Might miss a few more for the Lakers here over the next little bit because of dealing with that uh, knee soreness that has kept him out of the previous three and tonight against the Portland Trailblazers, which paints a bigger picture context-wise for the Western Conference as things stand. And if you're looking across the Western Conference right now, the first place you need to look is the NBA's best team because through 50 games, the Phoenix Suns have won 41 of those 50. And right now, the Suns have won 11 straight they did so last night to get to 11 straight wins by knocking off the Brooklyn Nets at home in the Valley of the Sun 121 111 the Suns also covering that number as well and they have covered 25 of 45 as a favorite this year and they are starting to wait make their way up the Western Conference board here slightly now only 20 cents behind the Golden State Warriors who are still the favorites in the West at plus 230 but the Phoenix Suns right behind them at plus 250. Then a pretty good drop-off to the Utah Jazz at plus 500. The odds on the Jazz have worked against Utah here as of late. We're talking about the Lakers here who host the Portland Trailblazers tonight, plus 850. The fourth shortest odds as things stand in the Western Conference. But let's not forget, much like the Brooklyn Nets in the preseason and even still now for the Nets somehow, the Lakers were a very short favorite to win the West entering the year, plus 195. Now, plus 850 over $6 of movement against Los Angeles. That's pro basketball. We go to the college ranks up next in the zone here on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. College basketball in the month of February, one month away from March when the madness begins, but it's already happening right now across the country in college hoops. Exhibit A, Lubbock, Texas last night, and we get you caught up with all you need to know for college basketball right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and we continue to get you caught up with all you need to know in college hoops right now in the zone. 
You want to remember why we're passionate about sports? You want to know why college sports means so much to me? Go look at Lubbock, Texas last night in the atmosphere for number 14 Texas Tech hosting number 23 Texas. Now, Chris Beard, the now head coach of Texas, was the former head coach of the Red Raiders basketball program, and it was his return to Lubbock last night. And the atmosphere was raucous. It was incredible. It was electric. It was respectful, but it was great. And that is what we love about college hoops. And it was Texas Tech prevailing in that energetic environment over Texas 77-64. Now, this was my bye-bye-bye best bet of the day. When I locked it in yesterday around noon Eastern time, it was Texas Tech laying five. The line worked only three and a half points in favor of the Red Raiders. And often I hate movement in college basketball or really in college sports in general because it's not a ton of public money like in the NFL that moves lines up and down. If a side moves and it works against you, there might be a reason why. But yesterday, the line movement meant nothing. Texas Tech covers as a three-and-a-half-point closing favorite, but would have easily covered that five-point spread as well. Now the Red Raiders have won four of their last five games. They have covered in five straight games. And a total last night that was only at 123 goes way over. Texas has played nine straight games now with a total in the 120s, but Texas Tech, who's the third most efficient defense in college basketball still pushing us to overs of totals four of the last five for the red raiders have gone over a number and now texas tech 15 and 7 against the spread this year only auburn has a better ats record out of high major basketball programs and that's from the conferences you know like the big 12 like the sec like the big 10 only auburn a better cover percentage out of high major basketball programs than texas tech Texas, meanwhile, now 0-3 against the spread as a dog this year. They've only covered twice in their last eight games. The loss last night snapping a three-game winning streak for the Longhorns and a huge win for 14th-ranked Texas Tech against a bitter in-state foe in a wonderful college basketball environment last night in Lubbock. Again, Texas Tech covering as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, winning 77-64. A big night in the Big 12, and you knew Kansas was in the right spot last night, even on the road, even without their best player, and probably the Big 12 player of the year, and Ochai Abaji, because number 10 Kansas got stomped at home in the Big 12 SEC Challenge by Kentucky over the weekend and then Kansas dropped down the rankings and they're like listen we're not dropping another game even in Ames with all Hilton magic aside against number 20 Iowa State Kansas responds with a 70 to 61 victory you knew this was their spot in the line after it came out that Abaji was not going to play worked down to only a point and a half in favor of KU they still cover that number easily they've been favored in every game this year now just 9 and 12 against the spread but last night snapping a four game non-cover streak Iowa State had one two straight covered two straight entering last night's game against the Jayhawks and TJ Otzelberger has done a great job in his first year in Ames Iowa State started off the year a perfect 12 and 0 but since that point they've lost six of their last 10 games only three and six in conference play so far from the Big 12 to the Big 10 a check on the Big 10 title odds Purdue now the favorite once again the Boilermakers plus 170 to win the Big 10 conference the shortest price on the board number four Purdue back inside the top five this week on the road tonight at the barn 
against Minnesota, currently Purdue, a 10.5-point road favorite. Illinois was the favorite in the Big Ten marketplace last week. Now the second-best odds at plus 240. The 18th-ranked Illini with a huge test tonight at home against 11th-ranked Wisconsin. And right now, Illinois, a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Badgers. You see Wisconsin there on the Big Ten title board as well. The fourth-best price at plus 460. So that's the top four. Rounding out the top four would be Michigan State at plus 400. The 13th-ranked Spartans in a road test last night against the Maryland Terrapins. And shout-out El Jefe himself, Greg Sussman, a proud Maryland alum. Michigan State barely holds on to beat the Terps on the road. Michigan State had a 10-point halftime lead, led by as many as 14 points in the second half. A Malik Hall game-winning layup late in the closing seconds on the road in College Park gives Michigan State the victory by 2, 65-63. The Spartans do not cover as a 2.5-point, 3-point road favorite last night against Maryland. As we continue to go around the zone and around the country in college basketball, the best team in college basketball right now the number one team in all the land the Auburn Tigers continue to show us why the Iron Bowl of basketball last night against Alabama and the Tigers put up 100 a 100 spot against their biggest in-state foe winning 181 pulling away from Alabama in, in this contest Auburn covers easily as a six-point home favorite now Auburn who has won 18 straight basketball games is 20 one and one straight up this year also 17 and five against the spread that is the best cover percentage of any team playing in a high major basketball conference in all of college basketball it's also the third best ats mark in all of the country there are 358 division one basketball teams and the number one team in the country the auburn tigers are 17 and five against the spread the third best cover percentage in all of college hoops it has been incredibly impressive what Bruce Pearl and company have done. Again, 18 straight wins. They have covered in 10 of their last 11 games. They scored 100 points last night, which you don't often see in 40 minutes of college basketball. So the total of 157, of course, goes over. Auburn has gone over in seven of the last nine, as has Alabama. Auburn, four of five starters scoring in double figures. Walker Kessler, one of the best, best big men in the country, 14 points, 12 boards last night, another double-double. And off the bench, Bruce Pearl has been utilizing sophomore guard Wendell Green Jr. in wonderful spots. Led all scores last night, or led all scores on Auburn, I should say. 23 points, 8 boards, 6 assists off the bench. Alabama, meanwhile, a huge win over Baylor at home in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. But the Tide have only covered twice in their last 14 games. And let me make this statement very clear right here right now on the morning after outside of the big 10 my team in college basketball the 15th ranked providence friars because they are playing some incredible basketball now 19 and 2 straight up this year 9 and 1 in big east play they have won six straight games and last night on the road against st john's it was the fishiest stankiest line i have ever smelt for some reason providence was a two and a half point underdog against the Johnnies, a St. John's team that now has lost five of their last eight games. They are just four and eight against the number as a favorite. Meanwhile, Providence is a perfect 7-0, not just against the spread, but a perfect 7-0 straight up 
in seven games booked as an underdog this year. That means that seven times Providence has been booked as an underdog, they have won the game outright. Talk about some plus money value sprinkling on that money line. Head coach of the Providence Friars, Ed Cooley, has said the national narrative around his team has not kept up. They're just continuing to get lucky winning close games late. I don't think you can doubt the Providence Friars at this time. 13-8 and eight against the spread. Their only losses this year to Virginia and Marquette. Providence, certainly a team to keep an eye on, not only in the Big East, but as it relates to all of college basketball. Let's get fired up here on the morning after. That's what Providence does to me. Seven straight wins as an underdog this year outright. We go to the PGA Tour next here on TMA. Cam Rogers joins the show. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. It is a Wednesday, which means we need some PGA Tour expertise. So who do we call on each and every week? Well, that would be Cam Rogers. Joining the show now, the host of the Lock It In podcast for the Believe Podcast Network, our PGA Tour expert, back on the program on this Wednesday to look at another PGA Tour event out in California. Cam, thank you so much for joining the show once again on this Wednesday. What's going on, Ben? Great to be with you, sir. Pebble Beach we go. I'm very excited for this week's tournament. The celebrities will be out there for the Pro-Am. It should be a lot of fun. The Pebble Beach Pro-Am, as it is known. So, Cam, let me ask you, because it is a Pro-Am, how does that affect the format of the event, if at all? Yeah, so Ben, clearly we are in course rotation season. We're playing three golf courses this week. 54 hole cut and then the final round will be pebble beach so we're playing pebble beach spyglass hill and the shore course at monterey peninsula country club relatively easy golf courses in terms of off the tee game it really is a plotter's type of golf course it's all about positioning off of the tee that's why you have winners like von taylor and ted potter jr win here long shots getting Mm. it done So it could kind of be, Ben, like the American Express, where there's a lot more volatility. And then you throw in the fact that you're playing with celebrities. You have Bill Murray out there, who could be a distraction to some, but also very fun to watch for others on the PGA Tour. It really is hard to quantify, though, when you're handicapping, because some guys love the pro-am aspect. Other guys sort of prefer the tunnel vision. And you're sort of guessing who prefers what, unless they actually say it out loud. So... It is an interesting element this week. Expect a lot of volatility. I'm going down the board a lot in terms of some top 20s and top 30s. I see a lot of value this week. All right, so volatility often leads to value. We start with the Futures outright board for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Cam Rogers, where do you see that value maybe based on the volatility this week at Pebble Beach? Yeah, so my projected winner is actually one of the favorites. Justin Rose at 24-1 to over at FanDuel Sportsbook. I think it's time for this guy to win on the PGA Tour yet again. He gained 5.4 strokes on approach last week and has made the cut in eight straight PGA Tour starts. Justin Rose recently went through some club changes. 
And let's just say there were some peaks and there were plenty of valleys, but the ball striking is finally starting to come around. And that's Justin Rose's MO. Greens, greens, and greens, and then find that putter here and there and contend. Ranks 10th in strokes gain total on par 72s under 7,200 yards. That's the case this week, of course. Finished third at the 2019 U.S. Open, where at Pebble Beach, and sixth at this event back in 2016. So Justin Rose, my projected winner, by the way, so close last week with Will Zalatoris. I think I'm close to oh. an out right here, Ben. But going down the board, my man, Russell Knox, 52-1 right now over at FanDuel. If you Ooh. talk about coastal, windy conditions, that's Knox's MO. Very good. And he's five for eight here with all three top 15s happening since 2018. So he's starting to figure out this tournament open 2022 with a T7 at Wiley, which is another plotter type of golf course, if you will. So Justin Rose, projected winner, some good value there at Russell Knox, though, at 50 to one in the outright market. Cam, Saturday evening here because we had golf in primetime as we went back out to Torrey Pines last week. I'm watching Will Zalatoris trying to win that golf tournament knowing that you picked him to win the outright board this past week on the morning after. And that putt on 18, that looked like it was good and then took a sharp left right at the cup. Unfortunate. But I know you are getting close. I love the thought process and the value behind Justin Rose at 24 to 1. But as we always say, but it's worth a reminder, picking an outright winner is difficult. That's why you see such big plus money prices. So we can take some of the favorites who we expect to contend this week and move to the finishing positions. And we do that first cam in the top 10 market. Patrick Cantlay is the favorite to win the event at plus 750. He also is in slight minus money at minus 110 to finish in the top 10. But some shorter prices there are there a couple of big names that you would highlight in this marketplace yeah i think this guy has some pretty good outright value too even though he's the favorite jason day for a top 10 makes a lot of sense for me hmm. another guy who is starting to find his game here ben fourth strokes game total at pebble beach seventh straight top 11s or better you want to talk about course history jason day fits the bill here this week coming off a great week at Torrey Pines, I'm pretty close to saying he's back. I mean, the short game is there. He's driving the ball fantastically. He's not trying to do too much either. You could see at times during his struggles that he was firing his hips too much. He was getting stuck on the downswing, trying too hard to catch up with the likes of Brooks and Bryson in this distance game. But I think Day is starting to come within himself now, understand what his strengths are, and play good golf again. This guy is a former number one overall player in the world, a major champion, yep. of course, winning the PGA Championship back at Whistling Straits. So Jason Day for a top 10, that is my only top 10, top 10 play here this week. And still plus 170 for Jason Day to continue this good stretch of form. A resurgence of sorts this year on the PGA Tour. Jason Day playing better golf. Justin Rose, certainly in that category. Mm -hmm. Ricky Fowler looks like he has found something slightly cam to begin the 2022 PGA Tour season. But look at this prop board we're about to display for you that Cam Rogers has lent us for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So many finishing positions on it and so much great value to be found this week on the PGA Tour. Cam, take us through this board. Who are a couple of the names that you really want to target here in this market? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a big fan of the nationalities this week, quite frankly, Ben. I don't mm. know a lot of players that I'm looking at just because of the field this week. It's not as good as, say, Torrey Pines last week. So, top 20s, Teddy, Denny McCarthy at plus 250, finished T15 or better in four of his past five starts, one of the elite putters on the PGA Tour. His only weakness or his big weakness is the driving game. I don't think that's a concern here this week. Aaron Rye at plus 240, I think, has serious outright value. Take a look at him. I think he's 80 to 1 right now over at FanDuel. Top six finish last week at Torrey Pines. Hits a ton of fairways, which is always nice here. Gained strokes with his putter a week ago, but he's known for his ball striking. So converging trends there. Michael Thompson could be in for a win pretty darn soon. Could happen here. Plus 290 for a top 20 this week. T5 at the Sony Open, where he gained 6.5 strokes on approach. T11 at Torrey Pines, where he gained 5.2 strokes around the green. So, iron game is good. Short game is good. Michael Thompson, typically good with the putter. Why not this week for a top mm. 20? Scott Stallings for a top 20. He's defined as a popper on leaderboards. This was his fall stretch, Ben. T6, MC, MC, T5. He shot a final round 66 on the south course at Torrey Pines a week ago, gaining 4.8 strokes tee to green in the process. I think that carries over this week for a nice top 20 plus 400 there. Pretty good value. And then a couple of top 30s, Lucas Glover, elite with his irons. I think that is a reasonable position for him inside that top 30. And then Troy Merritt, you know, he's a popper too. Finished T8, T25, and T16 in his last three starts here. And you wouldn't think of this, but he's actually 38th in strokes game tee to green, 26th in proximity. He's known for his putting prowess. So the tee to green game is pretty good, too. So I'm betting all these guys. I like the value this week. Cam, you are our PGA Tour expert. You spend a wonderful amount of time handicapping these events. And you know golfer's strength as it pertains to a certain track. You know who is playing well based on recent form, maybe some casual sports bettors, not going to dive into that as much as you do, but from your handicapping perspective, if you target somebody that you know has played well at Pebble Beach in the past, and then you look at a top 20 or a top 30 market, how do you match up a good handicap with a good value spot on the board? Yeah, absolutely. So it always depends on the golf tournament that you're looking at, right? The Masters, Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, these are events that have sticky course history. Some events don't. The Players' right. Championship, for instance. So this is definitely one of those weeks where I'm looking at guys who have performed well here before, and even though they're not coming in with good recent form, they can always find it. Obviously, namely, is Jordan Speed. Fantastic course history here. Coming off an MC last week at Torrey Pines. I think there's more to the story, though, with Jordan. I'm off him. I'm fading him. Just because of his game overall is really, really bad across the board, Ben. But somebody like a Kevin Streelman, right, who sort of just kind of hums along, top 30s, top 40s. He's not missing cuts left and right. He's not bleeding strokes left and right. That's where I handicap. Okay, I like that play for a top 20, for a top 30 this week. But for somebody like a Jordan Spieth, who, if you look at the data, just is not playing very good right now, I am willing to be late on Jordan Spieth and bet on him later when he's actually playing well, right? So Kevin Streelman, another example of somebody who I would bet on, and then Jordan Spieth would be somebody that I wouldn't, per se, you know, factoring in this course history. So, Cam, we will be out in Los Angeles next week on site at Super Bowl 56. I'm not sure what our schedule looks like, but just in case 
Give me Cam Rogers' pick for the Super Bowl. Rams laying four and a half now over under 48 and a half for their game against the Bengals. Yeah, it's really interesting to see where this number ends up at game time here, Ben. But I will take the Los Angeles Rams minus four and a half to Ooh. cover, obviously to win outright. That interior of that defensive line will get after Joe Burrow. Give me the Rams. I like it, Cam Rogers. The host of the Lock It In podcast for the Believe Podcast Network, giving you a Super Bowl lean and also plenty of expertise around the PGA Tour as well. Cam, thank you so much for your time. As always, more of the morning after up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. All the college hoops handicapping you could need for a Wednesday evening slate right now on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. Now very pleased to welcome on our man, DMB. It is Drew Martin Betts here to take a look at that Wednesday evening slate across the country in college basketball that football helmet you see behind drew's right shoulder is of the auburn tigers and drew is a proud alum of war eagle and we'll dive into those auburn tigers in just a moment but drew great to have you back here on tma on this wednesday ben stevens big 10 ben i'll tell you the big 10 kind of uh, a big one tonight ben i'm sure we'll break it down and Ooh. my auburn tigers you know i was this close to wear my Auburn polo after last night's hardwood Iron Bowl win. But, um, hey, I decided to go a little bit more professional for you, Ben. So, uh, yeah, happy Wednesday morning, bud. Thanks for having me on, man. Listen, Drew, you can wear those colors at all time because your Auburn Tigers have been a bet on team, making people a ton of money. Fly the flag very, very proudly because Auburn right now has won 18 straight games. They are 17-5 and five against the spread, the best ATS mark of any team from a high major conference in college basketball, and they have covered in 10 of their last 11, as they did last night against Alabama in the Iron Bowl of basketball. Drew, how do you make sense of this Auburn program this year, the number one team in all the country? You know, Ben, it, it, it's kind of been coming for a little while here. You know, um, I, what, four, five, six years ago, they built the new uh, arena on campus right there in the dorms. It's a beautiful setup, man. And we kind of saw it on display last night. You know, what a home court advantage it is on, on the planes. You know, it's only 1,000 people packed in there. They get the band rocking. So you can see when Bruce Pearl got to Auburn and he got to recruiting, it was something where it, it was a great situation for the school. And, you know, some people are saying, hey, is Auburn a basketball school? Bruce Pearl saying, hey, it's an everything school. Well, if they get some quarterback play on the football field, it might be an everything it, it might be an everything uh, school. But until then, it is a basketball school. Ben, we get the uh, talking about Auburn here, you know, possible number one draft pick overall in Jabari Smith. Um, talking about mm -hmm. the guard play, not turning the ball over and looking to push in terms of tempo. You know, watching the game last night, something I took away from it is Alabama is a team that goes up and down the court 
against pretty much everybody that they play. I mean, they've scored 75 points in all of their losses. That kind of speaks to the Crimson Tide looking to kind of go up-tempo at all costs, no matter what. And I almost came away feeling like Auburn was the team wanting to run and just kind of that Havoc style of play being at home. And it's something to speak to in terms of betting Auburn because ATS, like you brought up, they've been a money-making machine. They're also an over team, Ben. I'm not really looking to bet Auburn under the total just because they're so deep, that roster. Even if they get up, Bruce Pearl's putting in guys, um, and they're looking to score as well. Very good very good uh, uh, basketball players there. Kind of the backup guards, Wendell Green, the whole bit. So, um, yeah, Auburn is a bet on for me, Ben. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a Final Four run, and I'm also looking to bet them over the totals as well. I mean, when you put up a hundo last night, as they did against Alabama, in a total of 157 doesn't stand a chance. And that's a relatively high total for college basketball, friends. 157 Mm -hmm. is a big over-under. Auburn has gone over in seven of their last nine games as well. And it's so interesting, Drew, because last night was the perfect matchup for Auburn. Alabama loves to take threes. 46% of their overall field goal attempts come from deep, but they're only shooting it around 31% this year. That's not great. And Auburn is not going to let you get into the paint because they have the highest block rate in all of college basketball, led by Walker Kessler, who had 14 points, 12 boards for a double-double last night. And to echo Drew's points, Wendell Green Jr. off the bench, the leading scorer for the Auburn Tigers, 23 points, 8 boards, 6 dimes. I'm in love with this Auburn team right now, which leads me, Drew, to the idea that I think Auburn is for real. And I think the value they have in the national championship market right now on FanDuel is certainly there. What do you say about that? You know uh, what? FanDuel hanging a plus 800, of course, risk 100 to win 800. Now, Auburn has to win the national championship. You know, that's not get to the final four. That's win it all, cutting down the net. So it is a little bit difficult of a bet for me to make, Ben, just because what you, you you would like to think they're going to get a high seed. So that mo- probably means, you know, what, five competitive, difficult games in order to win the national championship. Therefore, I don't know that I would lay the 800 and, and kind of have my money tied up until, what, early April here. We're going to be into baseball season by the time this is going to pay out. So I would more maybe. look to bet Auburn over the total and bet on Auburn against the spread and maybe even money line, although you're going to be hanging some uh, minus prices there. But just the futures, I mean, plus 800 on Auburn. What, Baylor? What, 10 to 1? That that might be worth a look. Also, Kentucky. You don't forget, if Ty Ty Washington is, is, is not injured there, plus 1,400 on the Wildcats might be worth a look. And then um, even Kansas, the way that they can play offensively. And Villanova, I know Villanova's got a game tonight, Ben, we might be breaking down here. But just their type of profile in terms of offensively efficient, defensively efficient as well. Number one free throw team in the country and a really slow tempo. Good defensive teams that play slow tempo. I tend to like that type of profile in the tournament. But look, I'm not looking to bet against Auburn. And at plus 800, you want to take a shot out there, Ben? I'll say War Eagle. Go for it. I mean, listen, this was my fault because I had not checked the updated national championship board this morning because based on the results last night, we have seen movement in this marketplace. Just yesterday, Drew, the Tigers were 13-1 to 1 to win the national wow. championship. $5 of movement in their favor based off the hammering of Alabama last night. So that price now a little bit too short. Also plus 165, 
the second best price also behind Gonzaga to reach the final four. So there has been some movement in this marketplace, but it's reflective of the idea that Auburn, yeah, they're a very, very good basketball team. You bring up Villanova and Villanova in a big, big East road battle tonight against Marquette. Now the Golden Eagles have played some fantastic basketball here as of late. Their seven game win streak snapped over the weekend against Providence in a hard fought battle but Villanova on the road tonight drew a four and a half point favorite against Marquette with an over under that's not all that big how do you approach this matchup tonight in the Big East Conference yeah it's an interesting handicap totals wise you're talking about it not all that big just a tad over 130 here and it is a clash of styles you know we get a top 50 team in terms of tempo in Marquette and one of the slowest teams in the country in Nova. So who's going to control the tempo? I usually go to the more talented team. I guess I'd give a slight nod there to Villanova. But at the same time, Marquette's at home. And in terms of controlling tempo, guys, who's at home does matter here. When you look at Marquette, you brought up the fact, uh, Ben, that they did lose their last game out. That might be kind of a bounce back here coming back home because they lost on the road to Providence. But the fact is they're 8-0 against the spread. That's that's a huge heater. If you've been uh, betting on Marquette, you've yeah. been making a lot of money. Last eight games, they have been cashing. So I'm really not looking to step in front of that. And like we just talked about in terms of the national championship outlook, Villanova, what a top 10 teams in, in terms of uh, who the odds makers are pricing to win the national championship and kind of spoke to that slow tempo, good defensive, efficient team also good on the offensive end with good guards. So this team could kind of cut down the nets at the end of it. I wouldn't be too surprised. 16 and five straight up. Um, and also number one in the country. This is something I love. Betting on teams that knock down their free throws. They're over 82% on the free throw line. It's a team you can kind of trust at the end of the game. Right in foul fest territory here, guys. Minus four, minus five, four and a half at FanDuel here. Look for a foul fest at the end. That's what the market's pricing in. And Nova is a team you could kind of trust at the end to knock down their free throws. So it's a tough one for me because Villanova is so good. I love their profile and they knock down their free throws. And on the other side, Marquette on an 8-0 against the spread run. That's what kept it off of me right. sidewise. But I do think Villanova kind of controls the tempo a little bit more than Marquette. So if you need a bet here in this one, 10 p.m., the nightcap on FS1, so nationally televised game, I would actually bet the under, Ben. Yeah, Marquette beat Villanova. The Cats only lost in the last nine yeah. games. 57-54 just about two weeks ago. Marquette won that game outright as a 13-and-a-half-point road underdog in Philly against Villanova. Villanova has been a double-digit favorite in five straight Big East games, only covering twice against that number. Now back into the single digits, laying four-and-a-half on the road this time in Milwaukee against Marquette should be a great one in the Big East because Providence keeps winning they're nine and one in conference play Villanova behind them currently at nine and two the conference record in the Big East for the Cats Drew you alluded to this game early on in this segment together a champagne party tonight a top 20 tilt in Champaign Illinois between those fighting Illini ranked 18th in the country and number 11 Wisconsin Illinois right now a seven point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook against the Badgers the over under at last check 136 and a half what is your Big Ten breakdown tonight DMB 
you know, top 25 matchup. I love this matchup. The champagne party. I got to run with that, Ben. I've never heard that one before. But looking at Illinois, you know, 15 and 5 straight up, 12 and 7 to the over as well. And when you look at Wisconsin and their totals trends, um, it, it kind of speaks to maybe Illinois being at home and scoring some points, although Wisconsin isn't necessarily a team I'm looking to bet towards the over. And look, both of these two teams against the spread have kind of been losing money. Illinois 0-4 against the spread their last four, although being 2-2 two and two straight up might look a little bit worse uh, for the pocketbooks of the Illini faithful, but also 0-3 against the spread last three for Wisconsin. Even though two and one, they've been a money burner as well. So kind of both teams coming into this, not really bet on for me. Wisconsin, another team that knocks down their free throws in Illinois. Not terrible from the line, but the fact of laying seven here, a touchdown. I don't know if I could step in front of the Badgers getting seven here. I think that they keep it within the number. I think it's a close one coming down to the edge. So uh, give me the dog here. I'm going to go with the Badgers plus the points, Ben. Yeah, Drew, I don't really like this game, to be honest, from a betting perspective. Yeah, I'm going either. to watch with glued eyeballs, but I don't love the numbers in this game. Illinois has not covered in four straight. Wisconsin has not covered in three straight. Illinois has not covered in five of their last six. And Wisconsin has been playing a ton of overs this year, which is not something you generally say about Badgers basketball. Mm -hmm. Two straight unders now for Wisco, but before that, eight straight overs that is not wisconsin basketball as we know so from a betting perspective i think it's hard to find an angle tonight between wisconsin and illinois but a huge matchup in the big 10 plus 240 the illini to win the big 10 title wisconsin the fourth best odds at plus 460 the favorites in the big 10 purdue at plus 170 on the road against the minnesota golden gophers tonight drew martin betts joining us here on a wednesday on the morning after dmb as always thank you for your expertise and i'll say it back to you war eagle my man let's keep riding auburn basketball absolutely if they're making money don't jump off that train and they have been making money also last point here on wisconsin five and one on the road so maybe take that seven but not a game i love either ben always a uh, pleasure here wednesday mornings with you buddy and hopefully auburn can keep cashing and bet them to the over as well guys seven of the last nine for the auburn tigers hitting the over and they have covered in 10 of their last 11. that is profitable we round out the three hours together here on this wednesday on tma with our best bet bye 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 is up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Three hours together on a Wednesday here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM. Channel 159 about to come to a close. I'm Ben Stevens. You have been listening on Sirius XM 159, watching all across the Sports Grid network. We thank you for joining us here on this Wednesday. But before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, we have to give you a best bet. But I'm going to be very blatantly honest right now. I'm looking up and down the college basketball board and that's where my attention is for my own handicapping. It's where I feel my expertise is best lended. In fact, if you watch SportsGrid social media channels, at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV on Twitter, my pick and roll series yesterday, I had three picks, all three of them cashed. Anyway, today's board, 
I don't necessarily love, but there's one lean I do have. And let's break that down now before we say goodbye. It is our best bet of this college basketball Wednesday. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. The question all year long in the ACC has been about deciding who is the second best team behind Duke. Now, Duke hasn't necessarily been all that inspiring in their efforts in ACC play, but still the best team with the most talented roster in the Atlantic Coast Conference. But in a down year in the ACC, who's the second best? In my mind, it's Miami. And Miami at home tonight against Notre Dame, the Canes laying four and a half as the favorites tonight against the Fighting Irish. Now, Notre Dame got absolutely blasted by Duke on Monday night in South Bend against the Blue Devils. Notre Dame was atrocious. They only scored 43 points. They did not come close to covering a five-and-a-half pregame spread. Miami has not been great as a favorite this year, just four and nine ATS as an underdog, a bet on at all times, six and one against the number, five of those six covers, outright wins. But I do believe that Miami who won their most recent game and covered as a favorite, can do the same tonight against Notre Dame. Not my strongest pick ever, but Miami laying four and a half tonight against the Irish. The morning after, each and every weekday, right here on SportsGrid. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk tomorrow.